Hello and welcome to the I Am Woman Project, where every week we have deep thought-provoking and interesting conversations with thought leaders, change instigators, rule breakers and creative minds who think differently, sparking creativity and inspiration. Our special guests on our show cover a variety of topics just for you, and they share their personal stories to inspire, motivate and empower you, our listener. The I Am Woman podcast is produced for your enjoyment and show notes are found at www.iamwomanproject.com.au. Come back often and feel free to add the podcast to your favourite RSS feed or iTunes. You can also follow us on Twitter at I Am Woman Project and Facebook. All links are in the show notes. Now let's get into the show. Today we have Anne-Sophie Dumetz. She's a changemaker. After leaving a pretty on-paper communications career, Anne-Sophie founded She's a Changemaker, which is a platform and community for female entrepreneurs who feel called to change the world doing their soul's work. Since then, she's worked as a visibility strategist, message maven, and professional BS layer helping hundreds of women tap into their power of their own story and voice to create a message that connects with their destined clients so that they can spread love, make sales and change lives in a major way. If you are a woman entrepreneur who is ready to become unignorable to yourself and to the people whose life they're meant to change, you will absolutely love Anne-Sophie's passion in guiding leaders to infuse more love and less fear in their message marketing methods and help see change one word and one choice at a time. So sit back and tune into the show. Welcome to I Am Woman Project. Anne-Sophie Dumetz. Did I say it right? Yeah, (laughs) that's good. So, um, Anne, we've been talking, or was it Anne-Sophie? Anne-Sophie, I do use both. Anne-Sophie, I love the accent. So, uh, yeah, if, if, we're, if I were in Barcelona or somewhere else in Spain, you could, Spain, you could call me Anna-Sophia. <laughs> Anna-Sophia. So for the listeners, we were just having a bit of a French conversation. We just found out we both speak French, so it was uh, nice to have a bit of a, a little chat in French. Yeah. So Anna Sophia, we were having a bit of a conversation and I mentioned we should start recording because we're going to sit here and have an amazing conversation as I can see we have a lot in common. So your company she's a change maker. Would you like to tell a little bit uh, about yourself so that our listeners get to know the type of woman that you are? Uh, sure. Yeah. So I work with women who really feel called to become change makers, probably women who used to be little girls and thought they wanted to change their world in some capacity and have grown up to do amazing things, but maybe haven't quite, quite done it. So it's that stepping into the version of yourself who is meant to become unignorable to who you are and who you're meant to be, but also to the people whose life you're meant to change. Um, so yeah, a big focus of the work around being a change maker is about awakening the person that really is in your life already, the change maker, but 
hasn't fully been embodied yet, but it happens by getting clear on um, what are the stories and the words you need to put together to share with that tribe of awesome people whose life you are meant to change. So it really is about simplifying what your business can look like, simplifying the messages and taking a true stand for that thing that you're meant to be known for, but have maybe danced around until now. Yeah, and before we actually came on the show, you were showing me your beautiful crystal grid and we were having a conversation about uh, Sister Mind for Women Entrepreneurs. Do you want to tell us a little bit about that too? Yeah, absolutely. So the She's a Changemaker Sister Mind is an experiential nine-month program that's designed for the woman who has danced around her purpose and her truth. And she's probably has version one, maybe two of a business and hasn't quite, quite done it. Like something is still not quite landing and jiving. So the, the sister minds designed, like it is like a mastermind program, but for 12 women and a big focus of it is to have the women learn to feel safe being seen and heard authentically as who they are being able to kind of go off script as well. So not only is about, being clear on who you are and your message and your, you know, what you're meant to do in this world, but it's becoming unapologetically clear and when talking about it. So that if you happen to be on the subway sitting next to your idol who might give you an opportunity, you feel comfortable talking about what you do. You're not, you know, feeling like an imposter. So um, the, the program is designed to have like a group experience of stepping through the different phases that I've identified that need to happen, need to be in place to awaken the change maker within um, while, you know, focusing on, again, like the communication skills, the, the messaging, developing your skills and talents to just express yourself freely without feeling like your message needs to be boxed in by any kind of blueprint or template. So it's about that sense of true freedom of trusting what's in your heart, trusting what's also in your mind and your wisdom and really feeling competent, clear in the way that you're able to communicate it and and completely honest and truthful, feeling at home with your words, with yourself, and knowing that your words have the power to change your world, both your inner world, your beliefs, your thoughts, but also the work that you do and its power and the message and impact it can really have in the world. I, I love uh, what you were sharing with me, the crystal grid, and I love the fact you're manifesting these 12 women and you have a very clear vision. I'm just curious to what kind of crystals uh, did, have you got on your grid um, and how are you connecting the crystal with each woman that you've already manifested in your mind? Oh, that's a, that's a cool question. Um, so for the listeners, like, what I did is I created a, a what's called a crystal grid. So essentially there's this um, sacred geometry shape that I took and it's like the flower of life kind of shape uh, for those of you who are familiar with it. And I went to this amazing store that has stones and crystal and really just walked around and, you know, went to what felt like the stones that felt 
they were pulling me in, just helped them touch them and, and chose the ones that were calling me. So in terms of what kind of crystals I have on there, to be honest, like, I don't even know. I just have the ones that felt right. And then um, in my office, I have this cute little meditation space with um, some stones and crystals and candles. I have a guitar there and all kinds of cute things. And so when I created the crystal grid, I sat there and really just took some time connecting with each and every single one of the stones, but really with the intention that each stone was calling in the energy of the women who are meant to be part of this journey and experience. Um, And so with each one of those, I received just really short sentences, just a few words that felt like they were meant for this woman. And there's some very different kind of vibes for the women there, but ultimately they share this common destiny, this common vision of becoming a change maker um, fully in their own life without stopping. And they might all have slightly different starting points, but the ultimate journey is the same kind of destination. And, you know, they're ready, like maybe they've had big visions Maybe they've known that they've had a big blue sky vision, but, you know, that that vision that has also sometimes been the limit, it's been the fears, it's been the doubts. And so they're ready for like an even amplified, greater version of that vision. Um, And I'm thinking of this quote, you know, don't tell me that the sky's the limit when there are footprints on the moon. And they're ready to kind of aspire to even grow bigger into the person who's able to reach those kinds of goals and vision that are on the moon. So it requires different actions, different thinking. And uh, for me in this case, you know, activating the energy of a crystal grid and connecting in this magical way just felt right. It just felt like this is the energy and the vibe that this project is re- requires me to step into this, this level of trust. Wow, sounds amazing and very powerful. Just even looking at it was very powerful. So how did you know where to place the crystals? Because obviously the grid is it is like a shape of a flower. How did you know it was was it intuitively or yeah, I, I to- totally intuitively. So I actually had a few different uh, sacred geometry shapes that I had collected and, and printed out and thought, okay, well, I'm going to choose this one. I just kind of chose the right one. And there's there's an intersection as to where each each uh, line goes that I thought the stones should go. And, you know, I, I placed it all there, placed the stone, then there's one in the middle. And there happened to be exactly the right amount of spaces, like perfect spaces for my stones and the number of people I wanted to have in the sister mine um, <laughs> to, to be placed on this grid. And actually, it's funny because when I started that process, I thought I was going to work with 15 women. But then doing it, I was like, no, you know, I, I don't do shallow work. I only go deep. And the number turned out to be like, I need to work with 12 and it really feels right. So super intuitive. Uh, it's not a wholly rational process, but again, I think to truly feel safe being seen and heard, truly feel safe um, that we are walking the journey of the change maker. It requires having the guts and the courage to close your eyes and open your heart and like walk forward with trust Re- requires to activate that kind of slightly crazy magic while being strategic and rational at the same time. So for our listeners, if uh, they would like to start their own grid, how do they go about it? Where do they go? Where do they go? Uh, To be honest, I went on first on Google to have a 
little sense of like, how do you do a grid, you know? So uh, I'm going to tell you, make it as easy as possible. You can choose to do a spiral shape. You can choose a geometric shape, a circle, and you can go to a store that sells crystals and gemstones, or you can walk in nature and simply uh, collect some stones or crystals that feel really filled with a kind of vibe and energy you're looking for and creates a quiet moment where you are setting an intention for what this grid is all about for you and uh, put it together, you know, so it's, it's not a very complicated process. The gutsy part requires like, are you going to trust yourself to be able to just play with life a little bit and with the universe and doing something like this? Oh, I just love it. Absolutely love it. So what drives you to do what you do? What drives me to do what I do? Um, you know what? Like, I really, really want to live before I die. I would love to live in a world where every woman and every girl grows up and become in a, in a space where she knows it is 100% safe being seen and being heard. It is, heard. It is safe for her to know her own hearts. It is safe for her to claim her desires. And she also has the skills and talents to create it. She knows how to do it. It's okay to go beyond the fairy tale version of a vision and actually start to make it happen. Um, so, you know, I'm really, really want to see women have that experience. And I anticipate your readers are, are your readers, your listeners are thinking like, well, why do you give such a giant, you know, uh, care about this? I'm like, well, I was the little girl who did not have her voice for a very long time. I was the little girl who um, had an early childhood trauma, the emotional trauma for me when my father left our family and he did so without much warning to the children um, and essentially went through a, a period of what I believe was post-traumatic, post-traumatic stress disorder um, as a child. And I became very, very withdrawn, very shy. And it really felt like watching your life on television and you can't interact. So I did, it's like in that moment when that happened, um, I think as a child, I decided, well, it doesn't matter what I want, what I say, nothing's going to change anyway. And so it, it was a really, really long journey to allow myself to speak again. And, you know, over the course of my growing up until I was 20, like my years, it was like awkward years, age two to three until 20, basically for me with uh, being unable to say what I want in a way that was <laughs> appropriate or be able to stand up to bullies or stand up for myself in any way, shape or form. I had a lot of rich inner world happening but I could not engage with the outer world in what, what felt like a safe way so you know I have a daughter and when she was four she asked me well what can I be when I grew up I did what every parent would do and said well you can be anything you want <laughs> um, and at that time I realized oh I'm not quite doing that for myself and one of the things was around that being able to be fully self-expressed fully clear, fully pursuing my passions, my purposes, um, fully knowing my gifts and giving myself the opportunity to say what was inside of me and going from the state of what I think a lot of women live in, which is the desire disconnect to reconnected fully to my own desires and dreams, to my body, to feeling grounded, connected and inspired and empowered in the actions that I do take to be very conscious and intentional and deliberate in how I'm creating myself and creating my life. 
Well, as you were speaking, I was really connecting with you um, because there was such authenticity about you that before you even said it, I thought to myself, you've actually experienced this yourself. And um, just the other day, we're having a conversation with a lady and um, looking at, uh, you know, she was like, I just need to find my tribe and I just need to find what's my niche and really seeking external of herself. And I said, you've got to dig, dig deep inside of you and have a look at your experiences. And that's how you'll find your niche. It's about what have you experienced so that you can actually speak with authenticity, authenticity that you've actually lived it and breathed it and you've come out the other end. And there's been a, a success, um, process for you to come to where you are today. And mm-hmm. the other piece that you were talking about too, it's, it's so true. Like, I mean, I also have a son. I mean, he's, he's much older now, but you know, children really do teach you what you need to learn. And sometimes yeah. it could be just a, a matter of having that conversation. Like you said, you know, you can be anything you want. Uh, and just hearing yourself saying those words, it's like, well, am I standing in my truth? Am I doing exactly what I'm saying my, or telling my daughter to do? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And that's one of those things that's always driven me crazy are lies or empty promises, because that's something I actually received a lot growing up, a lot of words that weren't followed through with action. So then when I heard myself say those words, my body kind of gave me the signal of like, haha, like you're not quite in integrity of walking what you're telling your child. So what is the journey to start to become that? And before you can become that, sometimes you have to unbecome what you were. Um, and that, that meant for me, you know, leaving, like I ended up leaving my corporate government, like I was in a marketing communications kind of position, um, at a really high level and I, I chose to leave it. There was a toxic environment where I didn't feel at home in, I didn't feel good in, and I pursued the career path that I'm on now. And with a, she's a change maker, what's been so interesting is, is that it has been about learning to no longer ignore who I am and who I'm meant to be. And that really came to head for me in tw- summer of 2015 when <laughs> that's kind of a funny, I said that because I, I had a concussion. I hit my head really hard um, one day. And after that happened, I lost the luxury to really ignore myself because um, it is a luxury until your body won't let you, it, you know, you can just choose to ignore But at that point, it's like the universe smacked me in the head really damn hard. So I would just sit down, sit still, remember who I am, remember what I'm here to do. Remember, I've always been the child, the little girl who's kind of like has a rainbow tie-dyed heart with, uh, you know, hippie unicorn ideas of I want more peace and joy and love in the world. And, you know, I've always believed that this be the change you want to see in the world. But then how? The how always was a stumbling block. And um, the answers come from, you know, using the creativity and the communications and really knowing that your words actually truly can change your world if you learn to wield them uh, powerfully with infuse them with love rather than fear and actually change the person you are by you know unbecoming the fearful afraid person and rather becoming the the person who is capable of creating her own change simply by choosing more deliberately the words that she's thinking that she's communicating um and having the capacity to uh, put the right words to the desires, feelings, and emotions so that they can be set in motion and into creation by doing the things that we're here to do. 
You know, I'm listening to you and I'm thinking to myself, you know, things happen for you, not to you. And everything happens for a reason. Like you were saying, the concussion, that would have been horrible. But have a look at what's come out of it, which is uh, mind-blowing, really. And I, I look at it, you know, I think that if you know uh, your why and what you want to do, the how will just come naturally. And I think that's really important. Your why is what drives that motivation piece. And it, it's, it's what makes your heart sing. Uh, and then you know what it is like for yourself. You want to create a, a, a sister mind for women entrepreneurs. You know, you've already got the, you know, the why. You know what you want to achieve. The twelve women. The how will just happen naturally. Yeah, and and uh, you know there is that sister mind. Like there is a greater vision. Like right now, I'm really focusing on this aspect of the vision. I also have a a hub for change makers online f- to be able to connect uh, together, just in a f- you know in a free way. And I am also wanting to do have other layers of the work to because there is really a the first step is like I said the unbecoming, and then starting to recreate yourself. But not everybody has the same um, desire for velocity and speed in their journey and so that's why I do want to have different aspects of it but the why when you really tap into it is never around that money piece it's always a really personal piece and when I do work with clients on their change maker story and change maker message they'll often have a really good strong message or story already but there's a deeper motivation a deeper why that they haven't quite unearthed and like that story I told you about, you know, my dad and, and losing him essentially when I was really small, it's also was the root of any self-confidence issues I had growing up. And I didn't know the full breadth and depth of that story and the impact until I investigated it, until I really found, found it. And, and, you know, for your listeners, I've had a healing conversation with my dad about this. I've cried about it with my father um, recently, where he, you know, was able because I decided to use my words to change the relationship I had had with my dad and open up a conversation. We changed our relationship and we've healed what was to be able to move on. And and you know, change is always possible if you choose it. Um, and the for me it was this ability this decision okay like I kind of had this motivation and why of like the kind of world I want my daughter to grow up in but there was a really personal why in there too and I think too many entrepreneurs are afraid to really find their own very very personal why that little root of motivation which is really kind of like that spark that lights the fire um it's important to know it and and it sometimes is both, it's the motivation, the inspiration, but unless we know what it is, it can also be what becomes a block. It can become the spark to fears and doubt. And fears and doubt together, you know, they're like uh, a superhero and it's sidekick. Like when they're together, they actually prevent a lot of momentum and action from happening. That's so true, absolutely. And I always look at that, you know, when I, when I have the fear that comes up or the doubt that comes up, I really challenge it. I ask myself, where does this come from? And do I have any evidence of this fear and of this doubt? Because a lot of the times it's, it's, you know, old thoughts or, or things that have, you know, occurred in the past, or it could be about fear moving forward, a little bit of anxiety about the future. So it's really in our control as long as we allow it to come up and, 
and look at it, you know, because I, I think that when emotions come up, we can't ignore them. And I think that's what we tend to do is, you know, push through and, and suppress them and push them down and they'll come out eventually. But when they do come up, it's about looking at them and, and you know, really assessing where does this come from. Yeah. And like making this one powerful decision, are you willing to build yourself, your life, your business 100% based on love and 0% on fear? Which means, are you willing to love yourself enough to look at how you're feeling, to feel how you're feeling, to understand? Give yourself what you're asking for. Uh, and, and that's obviously the first thing that creates a little bit of fear to make that decision. Mm. Um. <laughs> no, it's, it's true. And, you know, I think so, so, fear is not a bad thing. You know, for me, I quite often uh, say that when fear comes up, it's it's a good thing because sometimes it's okay to be a little bit scared, you know, especially when you're trying something completely new that you've never done before. And yeah. it can be a little bit scary, but it's when you walk through that fear and you've actually done it, and that's where the growth really starts taking place is when you embrace it. And I always say fear is false evidence appearing real. It's not real. It's a figment of your imagination. So once mm -hmm. you're able to just walk through it and, and, and be and be in that space and feel it, but do it anyway, mm -hmm. because a lot of the times we allow that fear to be the block to stop us moving forward from the very thing that we want to do. However, mm -hmm. when we've walked through, I mean, even something like public speaking, which is, you know, the things that I do in my classes, public speaking is, you know, one of the most scariest things up there, up there with death. But the more you do it and the more that you face your fear, the more confident you become. And just be, to be able to speak and stand in your truth, you grow from it. And as you speak and share your story and teach others, it embeds the learning even more and you grow even more. So I think fear is okay to feel and it's okay to allow it to come up, but walk through it. Yeah. No, I agree. And, and uh, like, it's really, really requires deciding to love yourself enough to feel it all. Um, I, I had, I had this moment in the last year, like the last year has been crazy amount of, uh, bravery of feeling it all and uh, the desires, the fears and all that. But there was this one particular moment where I remember feeling like I had something to say, something to do and some desires and man, my body was hurting. And so I allowed myself to sit down at this, my little meditation table there. And I sat there, in, you know, legs crossed, my fingers together, closed my eyes. And I'm like, all right, bring it on it. Let me just feel all of this freaking feeling that I've been avoiding and resisting all of this time. And it was so intense and so powerful. It was like a floodgate of feeling hit my body. I literally like fell back on the floor <laughs> off my cushion, was like gasping <laughs> for air from the intensity of that feeling. But, you know, in a, what, 10, a few minutes, I, I couldn't tell you exactly how long it was, but let's say 10 to 15 minutes at the most, right? Oh, maybe less than that. It was over. It was done. Like there was still, there was this weird feeling of like what happened there but it was like walking through it's like there's this massive tsunami size wave and the only way through is through you have to dive right through it and it sucks for a little bit but then you're on the other side and um yeah that was a really profound experience of teaching myself that it is safe for me to feel whatever the hell I have to feel and in fact it's the only way through to wherever I want to go 
So true. It's so true. I, as you're talking about it, I'm thinking I'm visualising uh, almost like a vortex, how we get get caught up in that vortex. And, you know, I think that it, it's about having, like you're saying, be in it, feel it, but you can actually walk through it as well to the other side, whatever the yeah. other side is for you. Yeah. And I like to call uh, the, the bullshit vortex is what I like to call this vortex made of fear and doubt mm. that – um, you know, when you stay, get st- stuck in it, it's kind of like this rabbit hole that sucks away sometimes your mojo, your mind, your positive uh, mindset or your actions. It might trigger, you know, spending a lot of time being quote unquote visible online and being busy planning your next big whatever. Um, the thing that is, if I just do this, then this amazing thing will happen. It really t- gets people to stay in this place of if I just blank, then this will happen, which is, you know, that phrase in and of itself is an indication that there's a fear that there's a doubt um, that we're looking for the shortcut and the magic one, uh, this, you know, to be waved and magically everything will be better the fairy tale ending. But truthfully, it requires stopping noticing like this is what's happening, stop and feeling like, well, what am I actually feeling? Like, what is the actual vortex I need or the way of the thing that I need to feel fully in order to allow myself to feel grounded, peaceful, connected, and, you know, expanded and inspired as I take whatever is my next baby step forward. And that takes time and energy. I think it's about being conscious about feeling what you're feeling when they come up. Mm -hmm. So with the benefits of hindsight, what would you have done differently in your life or career? With the benefits of hindsight, what would I have done differently? Hmm. Um, definitely trusted myself a lot more. Um, l- listened, yes, listen to the advice and the mentorship of other people, but always be know that I am my own authority on my choices, on my time, on on the way that I want to show up. Because who else can know who I am but me? Um, so really, really trust. And that's a big one, isn't it? I think that we, I'm still practicing that one for myself, the trust in myself and trust that mm. I'm able to do the things that I do. And it's just a matter, matter of backing yourself. Yeah. Yeah. And and with that, I think, you know, earlier in my career, I did make too many choices based on fear and what other people told me I should or could do. And I didn't trust myself to hire the people I really wanted to work with. Um, I, it's not like I hired terrible people, but there's definitely, I remember specific times when I was like, wow, I really like so-and-so's energy, really love her message, really want to work with her, but I can't afford it. I can't do it. Like I didn't allow myself to just do it, to, to trust that I could. Um, so, so again, it's a matter of trust and really choosing uh, very deliberately, intentionally that I've got what it takes to do what I'm here to do. Mm, absolutely. And and through that too, so many lessons uh, when you're talking about trust, it's it's what you know, it's not till later on you you may have had a bit of an, a feeling uh, about a particular situation, a, a contract, uh, a person, and you've ignored that gut feeling and you've gone ahead with it anyway. And, mm-hmm. you know, it, it, it's not till we fall down that we learn these lessons. So on that, what is the greatest lessons that you have learned? Um, you know, I said it earlier and I'll say it again, it's really that your words are, can change your world. And, you know, if I would say confidence is the missing currency that most women 
uh, myths and keep them underheard, undervalued, underpaid. Well, your words, they're the secret asset that we all have that we can use to rewrite, rescript our own stories, our journeys, who we are, change our relationships, change everything in the world that we are in. Now, you know, that's the greatest lesson, yes, but it doesn't end with journaling and being like, well, oh, that's some beautiful words and closing the journal and taking no action. Uh, it really is about, you know, also c- putting words out there that will tr- inspire you and allow you to act upon the words to fulfill the promises of those newly spoken and birthed words. And words are very powerful vessels. I always talk about the energy in a word and, you know, quite often with my classes and when I'm even coaching, if I hear people use the word like try, I'll try. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you look at the word, the energy of the word try, there is no commitment to try. It's it's actually moving away from the very thing that you want to do. So mm-hmm. even, uh, and that's to me, I always, I always say listen to your words because that is a clue to what's going on in your unconscious mind. And if you want to shift your mindset, and change your world really it's about shifting your words so they're moving towards the thing that you want not moving away from what you want so words Precisely. are very powerful yeah absolutely i can't agree more they're mm-hmm. they're they're kind of they're the first things you create before you create anything you create the words to say that you're about to create it Mm, yeah so do you have anything that keeps you up at night or anything that you worry about or you obviously have got lots of ideas Uh, what does keep you up at night um definitely the ideas so uh, I'm I've been sometimes a lightning rod for inspiration and ideas which is a gift and a curse can be for many people um and so it it is learning to like, for example, last night I was up thinking about this massive project that's come up a few times and I had like names and ideas and to do's and blah, 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 blah. And I need to bring all these people together. And it's like my mind's going faster than my body can handle. And so it, it will be things like having the ability to capture those ideas that I receive, that I create in my head and capture them in a way that I feel like I'm honoring them without throwing them away, but also being deliberate in terms of acting on them. And for anybody who's like me, who's listening and who has a lot of ideas, just remember this one thing. When the idea finds you, it doesn't mean that it's meant to be born like in the minute that it lands within you. There's the timing of the realization of the creation of the idea is different than the moment when you receive it. So capture it, putting somewhere safe that you feel good about where you can come back to. And sometimes it might require like half a day to sit down and really capture it fully and do it justice. And then later you can decide, is this for me? Is this not for me? But always be deliberate about it. Um, so yeah, I think that's one, definitely one thing that keeps me up at night and keeping up, you know, I have two young kids. I mean, they're, well, they're younger, they're nine and and six and my husband and the business. So there's definitely lots of the everyday things that happen. Um, But I would, my main, main to do is about being who I'm meant to be and really stepping fully into that alignment and collapsing the timeline of what I'm creating and making, making who I'm meant to become happen sooner. Not just for the selfish reason, because I need to become that person to serve the audiences and the people whose life I'm meant to change to, um, you know, be the best possible role model for my children that who can walk the talk of you can do anything that you want. And here's how. 
Uh, I love it, and I can relate to that. I'm one of those people too that I have I had millions of ideas that come through every day, and I actually have an ideas book, so I write them all down. And sometimes mm-hmm. I revisit them. Sometimes I they you know come to life. Sometimes they sit in my book for years. It's it's one of those things because I really believe they come to you for a reason, and it could be as simple as you're going to write a blog about it, or you're going to you know add this piece in your book, or whatever that may be. So I. I I capture them all because I think it's important to write them down because I used to have them in my head and that used to keep me up at night. <laughs> As it would. Yes, yes, yes. So as we do, we always ask our, um, our uh, woman of inspiration that if you had to pick one word that best describes your personal brand, what would be your one word? You know, it's, oh, that's so hard. One word. I want to say freedom. And I know that, you know, before we talked, I, I said something else. I said choice, but it really is about that feeling of freedom, freedom to be, freedom to create, uh, freedom to inspire, just really, true, truly feeling free, whether it's, you know, in the, the, the privacy of your own kitchen when you're making muffins and you're like, oh, I feel good, I feel free, to uh, having a conversation with somebody who's on the other side of the globe to just feeling uh, that spaciousness that life really is all about, this this playful experience that we happen to be on, uh, this planet sharing it at the same time now, like we get to live this life and so... Uh, let's let's use our choice, our freedom that we have to be whatever the hell we want to be in the best of way to make make ourselves and the people whose life we get to touch uh, better. I love that word, and I I could relate to it. I think most of our listeners will be able to relate to it. Uh, I think that most people aspire to have freedom or happiness uh, you know, at, a, at at all levels. So I love that. Yeah. So as we wrap up the show, uh, we always wrap up with our three golden nuggets uh, and we always ask our woman of inspiration to give us three golden nuggets that they would like to give to our listeners. So what would be your three golden nuggets? So we'll start with the the funniest one, which is to keep what I call a fuck it list. Um, So you can basically write down anything that you no longer want to be doing in your life, things that are cluttering. So keep that. I have a very simple small card on my desk where I write things like boring marketing emails or the past, old ideas. So put a fuck it list of anything that just doesn't belong in who you're becoming anymore. Um, do make an oath, make a choice to really choose to build your life and yourself and your business with 100% love, 0% fear, and actually choose that. Um, know that it's an intention that you're setting and creating where you're calling yourself out on being the best possible version of yourself. So by love, you know, it's that fierce, fiery love, the love. Are you going to love yourself enough to feel it all? Are you going to love yourself enough to be kind, even when it would be easier not to be? Um, So choose love in in a way that is powerful and purposeful to allow you to do what you're here to do and be the person you're meant to be. And lastly, um, your words can really change your world. So start to do what Catherine and I were talking about and start to really tune in to those words. Every time you speak something, think something, you're broadcasting something to yourself. Your words are the legacy that you are building for the person you're becoming. So choose them with care. Choose them wisely. It doesn't mean to paralyze yourself about it. Trust that you have the right words. With the intention of more love in the language you are choosing to use, uh, you will be able to fully 
own your choices and voice and use use what you have in a way that um, makes your heart feel good when you look back upon the conversations you've had, the people whose lives you've touched, the way you showed up. And ultimately, it's about, you know, giving yourself the freedom to feel good. Oh, wow. I love them all. And I love, I'm curious about the list. With your list that uh, no longer serves you, what do you do with that? Do you, is it just a matter of having it on your list so you can look at it and know that this is this is kind of emptying that thought from your mind? Or what do you actually do with that list? Uh, currently, so this might change over time. Currently, I simply created this list and um, had noticed things that were preventing me from moving forward. So the first thing I had written on there was old projects, things like old webinars, books, and ideas that I was just doing nothing with. They were things that were shooting and cutting all over me, but I was emotionally and rationally having a hard time letting them go and parking them. So I started to write things down that were preventing me from, it's kind of like this idea that internally, it's like you have a desk filled with old books and post-its and things. um, And you can't, you need a clear desk in order to write the next new novel that you're about to write. So uh, that fuck it list, I just put my things on there that are intentions. So boring marketing emails is probably my favorite item on that list because uh, I'm tired of marketing emails that sound like marketing emails. I'm not a marketing email. I'm a person. And so are people writing me. So I want to use my true voice. So if, you know, anybody who ends up getting into my community on my list, you'll see that I write like I sound, <laughs> like I, I sound like me. Um, and I think people desire that kind of connection. So, uh, so yeah, indecision is something else that I put on there because being indecisive is actually shortchanging results. So I want to be trust, trust myself, be decisive. So I keep it on my desk as a reminder. Um, on the flip side, you know, it's good to actually keep a hell yes list of, for example, having more ease, more flow and filling my, my days with meetings and people that I love. Um, you know, anything that you want to be adding. So it's think of it as decluttering and emptying the house and then refilling it with only what you want. Mm, I love it. Just in, in time for a spring, clean it all out. Clean your mind. Yeah. So <laughs> how do our listeners find you? Uh, yeah, so uh, my website is ansafijimets.com, so myname.com, and uh, she's a changemaker.com also is, uh, exists as a place where it will be connected to my latest and greatest information around the She's a Changemaker show, which is uh, po- also like a podcast uh, video show, and uh, The Sister Mind. So those are the best places. Um, and uh, at the time that this is airing, so there is a quiz that I've created for entrepreneurs who know that there is a change maker within and they want to meet their, I'll call it your entrepreneur alter ego. So that person that exists within you that has these habits and that quiz is to help uh, identify who is that alter ego and uh, how is she either helping or hindering your progress. So there are three archetypes that I pulled out and created from my observations and it allows you to uncover who that is to really help kickstart and accelerate your own very own journey to becoming the change maker that you're meant to be. So that will be available on my website at ansafijimets.com. Uh, yeah, so that'll be the best place to go. 
thank you so very much for coming on the show. I love your energy and I'm sure our listeners are going to love your energy. Um, so thank you once again for coming on and for sharing all your knowledge and your wisdom. Thank you so much, Catherine. It's been such a pleasure. Um, you're doing great work in the world. So, you know, the more voices get to come together and share all this goodness, the better for each and every one of us. So thank you. And so are you gorgeous. So thank you very much. That brings us to the end of the show. If you have any questions, please send us an email to jennifer at iamwomanproject.com.au or Twitter at iamwomanproject and we will get right back to you. If you were listening to this podcast on iTunes, please make sure you leave a review or rating about the show. We would love to hear your thoughts. That's it for now. Thanks for listening. Until next time, please take care.